0: Welcome everyone um, today we're going to be talking about uh, women in sports uh, specifically the NCAA uh, the NCAA pulls in about a billion dollars annually the majority of this money we are told is funneled back into the universities and athletic programs that it partners with however more recently women's basketball player Sedona Prince posted a TikTok video showing stark inequalities between men and women's facilities during the NCAA marriage madness tournament The men were given a fully equipped weight room and multiple machines and equipment. The women received a small set of weights and yoga mats and the difference was almost unbelievable. As the story developed, more inconsistencies in treatment were revealed. The men had catered meals while the women's teams had pre-packaged meals that left much to be desired. The men were given swag bags loaded with free merchandise and the women's teams got much less in comparison. The men's teams were given PCR COVID tests, which are known for being better and more accurate while the women's teams were receiving rapid antigen tests, which are known for being less reliable. Turns out the weight room was just Pandora's box when it comes to clear differences in treatment. It's clear that women's teams are not being given access to the same resources as the men's teams in the NCAA tournament. But when called out online, droves of men on the internet were quick to point out how little the women's team brought in revenue versus the men's teams, which begs the question, why is that? To start, let's be clear that these are student athletes and despite how much money they generate for the nonprofit organization that is the NCAA, they should be given fair and equal treatment regardless of gender performance. But let's circle back. Yes, the men bring in an average of $837 million a year and the women do not. But that is also a reflection of society and how we value women as athletes. As put by Nancy Armour from USA Today, the men's tournament is an event, a happening worth of every bell and whistle, while the women's tournament seems to be happenstance, as if it just randomly appeared. There is so much money funneled into the advertisements and promotion of the NCAA players, men's players, so of course their tournament generates more money. If men are given more promotion and screen time, then naturally they will generate more revenue. I'm here with uh, Deanna Cunningham who was a former youth athlete and we're going to discuss this a little more and um, thank you for joining me. Um, so first off, tell me a little bit about your experience growing up as an athlete. Um, I guess, I, you know, I always
1: grew up in an athletic household. All my dad was a, a coach and a, a player himself, uh, mostly hockey. Both my older sister and I ended up picking up hockey, softball, she played soccer, I played field hockey, volleyball. So again, just uh, a lot of athletics. Um, My dad was actually both of our coach for a long time, uh, almost entirely through high school, uh, with the exception of my senior year. Um, So yeah, sports were were ever present in my youth.
0: So do you feel growing up that you ever experienced discrimination or any unfair treatment being a girl who played sports? Oh, absolutely. Um,
1: the first uh, sports, that, like the first team experience I ever had was a, a youth hockey team uh, I, in Avon, Connecticut. I grew up in, uh, in Connecticut, suburban Connecticut, both Simsbury and Avon. Um, and the youth hockey program is the first one that I really remember. I think there might've been like T-ball or something before that but anyway the first like really organized thing was hockey and of course girls did not play hockey at that time uh, again this was the mid 90s um, Wow I feel very <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, no, very just saying that but anyway um, so yes I was at one point the only girl on the the team and there was another point where uh, there was only one other girl and I actually remember I I think I was like six years old, and at the end of the year, you know, it was in house mites, was the the level that they called it. And um, everybody gets a trophy kind of a thing. And for three years, my first three years in that program. The name on my trophies were Dean, <laughs> Deanne, and Diana. So I think at least they got it labeled as a girl the last year They never got my name right, mm-hmm. for starters. But the, I, I think my favorite one, and I, God, I wish I still had them. I think I do have them somewhere in my parents' house. But yeah, I just like that one, I, I, I kept it up in, in my room all the way through high school just as a, a joke. And now I, I look back and I'm like, wow, that was... <laughs> really not right that they just they just gave me a boy's name because they didn't remember oh yeah there's a girl on the team despite the fact that my father was one of the coaches <laughs>
0: um and i'm i you've mentioned before a story about your parents i uh, talking to your parents as a kid and saying that you wanted to be a professional hockey player when you grew up and you were discouraged and told there's no such thing as professional women's hockey. Do you feel it had a lasting impact on you and how you viewed yourself in sports? Oh, absolutely. Um, Again, that one goes right back to childhood. I I was very
1: young. I remember when uh, my dad made that kind of a comment. And to be perfectly honest, and I'm sorry, dad, but that was uh, shattering to my like seven year old world. um, it, It was something that I wanted to do. And, you know, I understand now that unfortunately that is the world that we live in to a point. But it just it seemed like such an unnecessary thing to tell a kid who mm-hmm. had such an aspiration. And I think that honestly plays uh, right back into your previous question of experiencing discrimination. Yeah, even at uh, the hands of your own family. But- precisely. And, um, I, you know, I, although I give kind of a detailed explanation to your previous question, I, I think there's, there's just so many examples that I could think of that was probably the real first one Mm -hmm. um was you know hearing from your own parent like oh well you know hockey is for boys basically like you can Mm -hmm. do it now but it's almost like you were telling a seven year old there's a means to an end so Mm -hmm. don't bother i mean again it's not like he said don't bother
0: my dad was very encouraging in sports again if that's kind of what you inferred from it then yeah that does that does And a lot, a long term, how you view sports for
1: yourself. It did, and and you hear it left and right. And, you know, I remember hearing it growing up just in elementary school and then on into middle school, more so at the younger ages where it was like, oh, that's for boys, hockey is for boys, because I was on boys' teams. I wasn't on my first girls' team until I was uh, 11, 10. 10 years old was my first girls' team, Simsbury Girls Hockey. And then from there, I ended up playing for the, the Northern Lights, which was a, a travel team. Which was great. And the, I, I got to play for a really great program. The Northern Lights was a, a great organization. And, um, you know, that that was a time where you got to see sort of, like, what girls can do. That was, Or rather, that was my first experience. And that was my sister's
0: first experience of, wow, like, we are capable of this. Mm-hmm. Um... And what do you think about how we as more of a society treat girls and women in sports versus how men and boys are treated and viewed in sports?
1: You could go on and on. Yeah. I about that. A- anyone could go on and on about that topic. Um, the first thing that comes to mind, interestingly, it, it right down to just the literal rules and way in which you can play the game. Uh, more specifically like contact sports and not just because it's it's literally in every version like every women's sport has it's version of rules so there's differences but it usually has to do uh, or the most stark differences are probably between the physicalness of it again I go back to hockey where there is no checking allowed in girls hockey it's because and and the thing that I was told and, and it bothers me more than ever now that I think about it it's actually about it but the, the reasoning behind no checking in girls hockey is because it's supposed to be more about
0: finesse because women can't be physical you have to be god forbid you're you're as brutal as the boys and actually play your contact sport how it's supposed to be played exactly and
1: i was sort of gaslit as a kid to believing what and you know i'm a big kid i i you know i'm just shy of six feet Well over two hundred pounds. Like I I was a big kid from the start, and I towered over everyone. Even when I was on the boys' teams, I towered over everybody. You know, quite the penalty drawer. And which, but I I remember again another conversation with my dad. Not to try that. I'm trying to drag him under the bus or anything. But his explanation, and I think this was just you know, a a product of the time and the environment and not really knowing what else to say. But I remember my dad telling me when I asked him, why don't we have checking in girls' hockey? His response was basically because girls your size would injure smaller kids. Because girls are small and petite. And again, this wasn't actually his words. This is now, you know, my inference, but you know, girls are petite and can't handle it and blah, 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 blah. And I, I just, I, that was another one of those that really, really affected
0: me because, you know, really fat shaming aside. Body and fat shaming into that
1: all too, of, yeah. All of that aside, it really is like, oh, it, because girls can't handle it. And then again, I, the more I look back on it, I, I realize there are, there were so many boys that I knew of that were not very large. But they were allowed to rough and tumble you know, because they have girls. their testosterone and their muscle and mer. And... <laughs> And it just, it really blows my mind that it really is another one of those kind of, again, gaslighting type of things that women are supposed to be docile and agile, but never, you know, angry and violent. You know, not that we condone violence. But
0: there is fighting. Violence not. is aggressive sport, yeah. And, and
1: the, although fighting is not allowed in the, you know, high school or even collegiate level, it's still, you know, it's still a thing. And it's just, yes. Yeah, so the physical aspect of it is, I think that one of the biggest differences.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so what are your thoughts on the NCAA story that broke a couple weeks ago? Um, were you surprised by the inequalities at all? <laughs>
1: surprised? Absolutely not. Uh, I don't think any woman, any female athlete, or even male athletes to that end, uh, or some of them anyway, were very surprised. Not actually, you know what, all of it. Nobody was even fucking surprised, pardon my French. But all, even all the trolls online that we're talking about, oh, the money and the 14 million that they lose, blah, blah, blah. It, it, everybody is not, at no point is anyone surprised, which in and of itself is a problem. And I think Sedona Prince really uh, summed it up perfectly at the end of that TikTok video where... She said, you know, if you don't recognize this as a problem, you're a part of it.
0: Yeah. And it, it really, it's can't a very be left poignant way to end the video. Yeah. And I think, it just, again, it just summed it up perfectly. Um, so we're running out of time, but I just wanted to ask, um, in your opinion, what, what are some things that you think can do, be done to kind of shift the narr- narrative and value women and girls in sports more and um, kind of instill that confidence and just acceptance? Um, I think you need to. You know, do
1: your best to remove the sexism, which I get that we're not living in a perfect world here. But aside from that, it's like any growing business or industry, despite the fact that we don't want it to be viewed as a business because it's a nonprofit and it's kids. But it is a a business and an industry. And if you want something new and upcoming to make it, then it needs a few basic things. It needs time, it needs funding more Mm -hmm. than anything. And it needs some attention. Give the girls a shout out. Give them more time. Give them more airtime. Just give them more. Mm-hmm. These athletes are training just as hard as the boys. And just, again, you can talk about it forever and ever about all the different points, but it's just equal the playing field. Give them more of a chance to show that, you know, girls are here to bring it and we can fight just as hard as anybody and make it just as entertaining mm-hmm. as anybody
0: yeah totally i I agree thank you for your time and um yeah thank you for so much for your time and i'm glad you could join me today anytime thank you for having me